I found that no matter what happens in my life or anybody else's life, uh, we are the architect of the story that we create about whatever happened. I don't care what it is. I don't care how good it is. I don't care how bad it is. We're the ones that get to decide what we're going to tell the world and how we're going to process. So don't embellish, create a great story. You want to change your life? Change your story. Our guest today is a master firewalk instructor, a keynote speaker, a corporate trainer, and a sobriety coach. Dave Albin, what's going on, brother? Hey, man. Hey, Nick. What's going on? Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Um, I'm happy to meet another German Shepherd owner. I have a very <laughs> soft spot for German Shepherds since I have one, too. They're crazy, though, but they're great dogs. Aren't well, they? if he did, if mine doesn't stop acting out, you may have another one. He, he may be coming to Alabama, <laughs> man. You know, that's how I got mine. I had another one before and my dog sitters like, Hey, I got a German shepherd, a rescue for you. Nobody wants her. Oh. And now I've had her for three years, but I wouldn't trade her for the world. So no, they're always the best. They know. You know that they're great. I, I'm a big, I, I like dogs more than I do. 99.9% .9 of human beings. So <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> What's that saying? I've met a lot of people. I've had a lot of dogs and here's what I know. I really, really, really love dogs. hundred percent. Couldn't agree with that more. Yeah, so without further ado, the floor is yours. What is the most valuable lesson you've learned and how did it change your life? Um, I think indirectly it came from Viktor Frankl, um, you know, the man that wrote Man's Search for Meaning. If you're not familiar with the book, it's a great book and it's not an easy read. It's a really hard read. This is a man who spent a good deal of time in Auschwitz and, um, You know, one of the things that he learned being in a in a camp like that, knowing that every day might be his last, right? Because they were eventually all going to the chamber, and um, they took they take everything from you. you. You have nothing. You have no clothes. You're freezing to death. They don't feed you. They take your dignity. Uh, they strip you of everything. They killed his family. Um, and so the 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 question is, and what he the question he asked, he said, "There's one thing you can't take from me." I have to give it up. I have to relinquish it. And that was my attitude. And so how do you make, how do you make it out of Auschwitz? Well, typically you didn't. And so he had to find a purpose. He had to find a really strong reason to stay alive because uh, it's real easy to give up hope, especially when you're seeing it around you every day. The death or destruction is beyond anything you could ever imagine. Imagine waking up every day knowing that that's, you could be going to the chamber. I mean, we can't even fathom that. And so what he decided was, he said, someone needs to get out of here and tell this story. And so he was the man to do it. And so I've, 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 I've looked deep into that, that moment, if you will, tried to see something through his eyes of what that looked like and what that felt like. I found that no matter what happens in my life or anybody else's life, uh, we are the architect of the story that we create about whatever happened. I don't care what it is. I don't care how good it is. I don't care how bad it is. We're the ones that get to decide what we're going to tell the world and how we're going to process. So don't embellish, create a great story. You want to change your life? Change your story. Um, and so, you know, again, you know, Nick, a lot of that came from being immersed in the personal development industry for three decades. 
Um, you know, if, and I know you'll put this in probably in the show notes, whatever, you know, I worked for Tony Robbins for almost 20 years. I was in charge of all of his firewalks. So I literally got to see people, tens of thousands of people change right before my very eyes. You talk about freaking magical. You, you have a person standing in front of a fire lane. You know, what is firewalking? Firewalking is the act of walking on hot coals. How do you make that happen? You build a fire, you build it out of hardwood, you let it burn for several hours and it renders. And eventually, whether you're walking 12,000 people or 12 people, you build the fire accordingly. And then eventually it renders and you have this big, beautiful pile of blue coals. And then you basically take a flathead shovel and you sprinkle those coals on top of grass, of sod. And, and a fire lane can be three feet wide, 18 feet long. And yeah, man, you sprinkle those coals on there and you pat them down. And then, you know, the next thing you know, you've, you've got, you know, your audience, if you will, or your firewalkers that are ready to walk. And when you're looking into their eyes and you see the fear and the apprehension, I mean, you can see it. It's going a million miles an hour. And then there becomes a, re- a point of reckoning. Are you going to do it or are you not going to do it? Is fear going to control you or are you going to get it figured out? Because the fears we don't overcome become our limits. You know, and most CEOs and, and business owners, we all know this, right? What doesn't challenge you doesn't change you. It's not going to happen. You're not going to sit in a seminar and hear some guy speaking and that completely change your life. It's not going to happen. You've got to get up and you've got to take action. And that's what happens. And when you firewalk, you literally go, it's four seconds and it's over. And then when you get to the other end, it's like, stop, wipe your feet and celebrate. And now you just walked on coals that were a thousand degrees. And if you do it the right way, which the way I teach 95% of them, they don't even get a little blister on their foot. They get nothing. And so now what, what, what do you ask yourself? What do you tell yourself? If I can walk on coals, that are a thousand degrees when I told myself there's no way in hell I can do it safely and I can do it safely. And here's the question, what else can I do? And I've seen that. So here I am a guy that got to walk literally tens of thousands. Well, more accurately, Tony Robbins and I have probably between him and myself, we've walked somewhere in the area of a half a million people. That's insane. That's absolutely insane. It's something I've never done before, but I definitely want to do it. Cool. But you know, you mentioned Victor, uh, Victor Frankl, which I read Men's Search for Meaning. And one thing that I found amazing about him is his capability of visualizing him being on stage after telling his story. Like he, and this is what I got from this book is really he survived on a hope because he knew one day he would be speaking about his experience. Yeah. So as someone like you that helped people face at least one fear that was walking on fire, what do you think is the importance of visualization when it comes to hope? Smith, it's everything. You know, that, that, that alone, you know, when I do my seminars, I put a picture on the back on the big screen behind me and I'll talk for 20 minutes and, and there's a picture of this guy behind me. Right. And it's pretty obvious. You can tell where he's standing. And then I eventually, I turn to my audience and I'll say, so who here can tell me where my buddy Nick is standing? 
uh, Eric, my buddy Eric is standing. I'm saying, I'm talking about <laughs> close you, enough, right? close, right? enough. close enough. And uh, somebody will, you know, yell from the crowd, Mount Everest. And I'll say, that's correct. He is standing on Mount Everest. So let me tell you something else about Eric. He's climbed the seven highest mountains on earth. He made the summit of every one of them, including Everest. Put him on a mountain bike, he can tear it up. Put him on a kayak, he's, he's a master. But here's what you don't know about Eric. He's blind. So guess what? I don't want to hear your shit. If a blind man can climb the seven highest mountains on earth, what can you do? What do you think he visualizes every day? What do you think Eric thinks about every day when he gets up, knowing that 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 day he's going to go climb K2 or Everest or whatever? That's powerful. Success leaves clues. It really does. And so does failure. We learn from people that do dumb shit stuff. You know, we may not want to do that. You know, I, I don't know that I want to do that. Um, and so the, there's value there. You know, find a mentor, man. You want to have an extraordinary life. Just find people that are having an extraordinary life and do what they do. And and you know, the other thing I would say, and, and I know you know this, Nick, because of your skills uh, and, and things that you've shared with me. And that is don't negotiate. Stop negotiating with yourself. If you tell your happy ass you're going to get up at five o'clock in the morning and go to the gym, then freaking do it. Because if you don't, then, you know, then you're always going to cut a deal with yourself. And, and that deal is probably going to lead you down into back into a comfort zone. And we already know that everything you've ever wanted is sitting right over there on the other side of your comfort zone. So again, you know, the limits we don't face become, or the fears we don't face become our limits. And, uh, you know, if you do a firewalk and people come up with all these crappy excuses and, you know, if you want to see something really cool, go Google Oprah's Firewalk and you can see it right there. You'll see what somebody goes through, including her. She's no different. She's got to deal with the same shit everybody else does when they get ready to firewalk. But here's the beauty. There's a moment where Tony goes, turns to her and he goes, Oprah, what's the worst that can happen? Burn your feet off and die? Come on. I'm not going to let you get hurt. And that's all she needed was a little bit of encouragement. Yep. Sometimes that's all we need, right? Just a little bit of encouragement. I love it. So, I absolutely love it. I agree with you 100%. And this is why working uh, working with great people is a game changer. Your inner circle is a, a game changer. You are the sum of the five people closest to you. So I love absolutely what you're saying. And guys, if you resonate with what Dave is talking about, make sure to check the description below all of his contact information is going to be their website uh, social media so make sure to follow him engage with him and of course if you like the this episode you need to like you need to comment you need to share and until next time